Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad that you're with us. And of course, if you're new, welcome on in. So glad to have you. We are in John chapter 2. Jesus now is going to conduct and perform seven miracles over the next several chapters. And John's going to record this. Now, it's different in the synoptics. The synoptics have more miracles recorded. But John only focuses on seven because these seven, in John's opinion, led by the Holy Spirit, will give absolute positive ID to Jesus that he is the Son of God. He is who he says he is. These are miracles with a message. These are miracles that matter. Now, all miracles matter, but this is about saying to the whole world that's looking on, Jesus saying, hey, look, I am who I say I am. You can place your faith and trust in me alone for salvation. And man, this is phenomenal. So he does his first miracle and it's here in John chapter two. So let's pick it up. And it says this. Now, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. That's Mary. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. So we have a distinction. Mary's there. Jesus is there. He brings his disciples along. Now, when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Now, this is a big deal. Hospitality was huge in the ancient world, and particularly in eastern areas, which is where Jerusalem would have been, where Jesus grew up. Hospitality is just massive. And so if a host is found not able to accommodate the guests, that is incredibly embarrassing. It's hugely humiliating, right? It's like inviting someone over for dinner and having no dinner, <laughs> right? It's just a horrible thing. So he go, she goes to Jesus and says, hey, look, they've run out of wine. So Jesus said to her, woman, uh, what, does you, what do you want me to do? My hour hasn't come yet. And his mother said to the servants, just do whatever he tells you to do. Now, there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rite of purification, each holding about 20 to 30 gallons. Now, this wasn't abnormal. Uh, these were Jewish folk. They would have gone through all the ritual purification uh, rituals. So this was, this was, again, just in keeping with a normal Jewish wedding. So there's these six jars, huge jars, you know, 20 to 30 gallons each. So Jesus said to the servants, now fill the jars with water. In other words, if somebody has come and used the water for this purification ritual, just fill it back up. I want them to be filled to the brim, he said. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. Now when the master of the feast tasted the, the water, which now had become wine, and did not know where it had come from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom over and said, hey, look, and said to them, everyone serves the good wine first. Then when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine comes out. In other words, once people's had their fill, eh, maybe they're a little tipsy, if you know what I mean, right? Then we bring the bad stuff out because it's not going to matter as much. But this is what he said. But you have kept the good wine, the best stuff until now. So I want you to think about the picture. The picture is you have these six jars. It's the Old Testament. It's the Old Covenant. It's about external purification. But Jesus takes now and blesses it. And wine is produced. The elements change. And there's wine in there. Not just any type of wine, but the best wine they could have. What does wine indicate? It always indicates the coming of the Spirit. Something new. So Jesus right then is has command over the elements, which is what people are they're going to remember that. But he also is sending a message to people who have a discerning ear. There's something new here. There's new wine. There's a new way. The spirit is going to flow in a different way than it did in the past. 
Then he goes on, he says, in the Bible says, um, well, this is the first sign that Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory. And his disciples believed in him. So the disciples were following him because Jesus spoke with authority. But now, if you remember back in chapter one, Jesus says to Nathaniel, hey, you follow me and you're going to see stuff you've never believed. Well, hello. Just a few days later, he takes plain old water, turns it into this unbelievable wine. And the disciples are like, we're hooked. This is a miracle with a message. It's a miracle that matters. Now, I want to point you chapter to uh, verse 12, rather, because there's something interesting here. And it says this. Now, now after this, he went to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and he stayed there for a few days. There's a debate that rages within certain sectors of Christianity. Did Mary have children after Jesus? I think this is a very clear passage that says he did. She did. It says, look, because it's very clearly laid out. Mary went, his mother went, and his brothers went. And also his disciples. Now, some people will say, well, no, no, no. Brothers is just, that just means his his brothers in faith, his brothers that are walking along with him. No, that part's covered. It's covered by the word disciple. Those are the people who have decided to follow, right? Those are the disciplined followers of Jesus. So it says he went down to Capernaum with Mary, his mother, with his brothers, and with the people who have decided to follow him. So what do we learn here in, in, in the first part of chapter 2? Miracles matter. (laughs) Jesus has mastery over the elements. He can take something old and breathe something new and begin to set people on a completely different course for their life. Where are you right now? Has the old weighed you down? Is your old life not delivering what it promised? Do you need something new? Well, that something new can be found in the person, the person of Jesus Christ. Pray with me right now. Just pray with me right now. Just pray, Father, it's me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for letting me pray. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I believe you resurrected from the grave on the third day. And right now, I place my faith and trust in you alone for salvation. Save me and change me. Holy Spirit, fill me. God, do a new thing in my life like only you can do. I pray this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you've been born again. Find a great Bible-believing church and always connect with us here at Grace for Your Journey because we're going to take you straight through the Bible, which the Holy Spirit will use to grow you in the days ahead. God bless you, and we'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for being with us for this episode of Grace for a Journey. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Connect with us at our website, www.graceforajourney.org, or you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. We hope to connect with you there.